You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. Hello, Oncers. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another Once Upon a Time After Show right here, right now on AfterBuzzTV.com. Season 2, Episode 15, The Queen is Dead. I'm your host, Kathy Kelly, and joining me is... Hey, everyone. I'm Tiana Hobson. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And we have a lot of news and gossip for you guys today because Tiana and Marissa got to go to Paley Fest. Those jerks went <laughs> without me. No, I'm, still, I'm still geeking out over the whole experience. I know, experience. we're both still railing over here. Yes. So they got to see pretty much the entire cast and then a lot of showrunners who were all at the event. Um, they got to watch the episode before anyone else got to watch the episode. And yep. they got a lot of spoilers, which yeah. we might reveal some later in the episode so um just just keep an eye out for those if you don't want to hear them make sure to tune out um we won't do any uh during our recap though no so you're going to remain unbiased spoil i i want to hear these though because (laughs) they won't tell me anything so they're saving it for our after show you guys and I will all hear at the same time. It's <laughs> <laughs> what yes. keeps it interesting. Yes, and then and then they got to see the first um, the first act of yeah, the Miller's first daughter act of next week's. Oh episode. my gosh! All I can say is this week was awesome. intense and awesome, and next week is going to be even more awesome. And yeah. we saw at the very end that someone might die. Someone will perish, is what yeah. they said. Perish. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Save that for predictions. Yes. All right, but. Okay, let's get started with, um, we got a lot more of Young Snow's backstory and um, her mom, which is, you know, we were, this is the first time where we were really introduced to her character. And we (laughs) realized that Young Snow is kind of a little royal biatch. That shocked me. I don't know if I was the only one not expecting that. I wasn't either. When she started talking, I was like, oh, she's going to laugh. She's going to laugh. It's going to be a joke. Watch this. And then it never it never happened. Yeah. I was shocked at that. I mean, I guess every girl at some point in their life when they're growing up are kind of bratty. And I just didn't expect Snow to be because we we've seen her be very consistent in um, her morals in every single episode. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, both seasons. Yeah, and I like how it's her mother that set her straight. Um, she's the one that she she's the beacon of good, and that's where she gets it from her mother. Mm-hmm. So and Got it like from her mama. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, to have that parental guidance at such a young age is good, and that translated to her 
in present-day Starbrook. Mm-hmm. And it clearly could have gone either way. She could have, um, when her mother did pass away, she could have easily strayed from that and, you know, taken Regina's path. But, but yeah. she... I think it's important that she, even though it was a short lesson with her mother, it was maybe a couple days old at that point. But I'm glad that she had that lesson and became, you know, a stronger person and that not everyone has to do evil to get their way and get ahead in life, even though towards the end of this episode, we start to see other things coming up. But So another shocker from this episode, uh, not really related to this episode, but Bailey Madison, who plays young Snow is like a beanstalk. She shot up so yes. quick, like yeah. going through puberty right now. Uh, <laughs> looks good. I mean, she's a skinny little twig, but I feel like she's grown she's so much close. in the past couple like episodes since they taped um, her the last, the last time. time yeah. On. yeah, she. it's watching her grow up, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because she, this is supposed to be the youngest that we've ever seen her. Mm-hmm. But and she's still she's like older. six inches taller. <laughs> she looks she looks so good in all those dresses. Oh too. Her my gosh, posture was good. Like, she's working. Oh, them. She's working mm-hmm. that old school Victorian type gown. And those dresses and gowns were stunning. They, they were, were amazing. The costume department needs like a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I thought it was interesting how Young Snow was wearing pink, mm-hmm. not white or black for that matter pink Mm -hmm. interesting choice yeah i mean we we said throughout especially during this episode when we were watching it how snow's attire when she was younger and now in storybrooke when she's mary margaret is so innocent yet she's such a badass yeah it's kind of funny you don't expect it pretenses i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so back to this episode um Snow is about to celebrate her birthday. Her mother says that she's going to give her a tiara. And we see a servant is wearing her tiara. That's when she kind of goes off and turns into a brat, McBrat, and uh, tells her (laughs) that servants don't wear crowns. That about broke me. Yeah, that that was low. And all I could think was um, because the lady who was playing Johanna this week is on um, Downton Abbey, and I'm a big fan of that too. And I was like, "Poor Mrs. Padmore! (laughs) (laughs) Like she's always a servant. She's never like up there with everyone else." Yeah. Um, So her mother, I mean, very quickly reprimands Snow and tries to fix the situation, which is the lesson that Snow ends up learning. And we see later in the episode, which we'll talk about later in our after show, how Snow is now struggling with, you know, good and evil and which path she should take. But it all stems from here, this moment. This is the defining moment of her choosing good to prevail over evil. But Mm -hmm. we'll see how long that lasts. I'm glad it was at such a young age because that young age is, you know, that's when you're most impressionable and can, you know, have an everlasting effect yeah yeah so snow's mother ends up sickly on her deathbed looks amazing while she's dying but yeah yeah (laughs) she's the prettiest dying person ever even with the cough too if i put a spell on someone to kill them i would make them look really ugly too if i was that predictive (laughs) i mean that's just me but um yeah she looked amazing on her deathbed 
Marissa and I both laughed and said that it was tuberculosis. <laughs> she was coughing up blood, but we realized now that it was um, poison, poison that is what killed um, Snow's mother. And Snow goes on this quest to help save her mother before she passes. And she tries to find the Blue Fairy. Turns out, Blue Fairy, actually Cora, disguised. She She's so good at she's that, too. She's so good at it. Because we I, never know who she's going to turn into. Yeah. Never speak of this again. That was a little su- suspect to me when I watched mm-hmm. it the first time. And we know the Blue Fairy is such a kind person mm-hmm. and so good-hearted. She is, like, the epitome of good. And it was very off to see her do that. Give that, yeah. And I think her showing up before the wish to, oh, I knew, I knew you were... You needed to make a wish, so I just appeared before you did it. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a little off to me, too. But I didn't put together that right. it wasn't her, that it was Cora until mm-hmm. you know, the end reveal. It's weird how much Regina tricked young Snow. It's so many times, time after time, like she... Cora. Or Cora, yeah, sorry. I, I always do that in fans get so upset. <laughs> um, yes, Cora um, tricked Snow so many times. I mean, she tricked her when um, during this Blue Fairy incident, and she also tricked her when she had Snow tell Regina's secret oh, about, about liking Daniel and not wanting to get married. So, very manipulative. Yeah. Just like Rumple. Just mm-hmm. like Rumpel. Yeah. I mean, that's where she learned it from. So it seems like there has to be some deeper thing with Cora um, and why she's so against Snow's mother, which apparently we will see some of in next episode. I don't know. Will we, Marissa? Um, maybe. Maybe. Well, it's called mm. the Miller's daughter, right? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see a little. We get, we'll see a lot more of Cora's we, backstory. We've all kind of assumed that. <laughs> The Miller's daughter is. I mean, they yeah, they've, they, they've confirmed that. It, yeah, um, at the end, she, she is the Miller's yeah. daughter. Yeah, she said um, that she will that Snow will know what, how she felt mm-hmm. as the Miller's daughter, yeah. but not just to take down um, you know this family and make her daughter the queen, but it's to the point where she wants to destroy all of their legacy. So we know that something's up. Something. Something has to have happened in their past. Yeah. In Cora's past to do all this. Yes. Yeah. What it is? We don't know. We kind of (laughs) know. I hate you guys. I hate you guys so much. Um, So this blue blue candle that... uh, Blue candle. The blue fairy, which is actually Cora, pardon me, um, gave young Snow a candle to save her mother, potentially. Snow doesn't use it. Um, which, di- did she say it would have worked had Snow chosen to use it? Yeah. It would have saved her mother. Um, and and when I was watching that, I kind of thought, well, at first, I, I mean, because we all know that Snow's mother dies. So clearly Snow wasn't going to do whatever it was that she needed to do to save her mom. But... Part of me was like, oh, man, she could just kill Joanna because I'm sure she, Joanna, like, sacrificed herself or something, you know, to save the queen. There and- are a couple times in Snow Show <laughs> killed Joanna this episode. I mean, she was such a nice lady, but, like, we knew she was going to die. We haven't seen her yet. So right. it's it's just like, what was that one guy um, earlier in the season? Billy. Billy. Gus. 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 Yeah. We, like, we saw him very briefly. 
for one time, and you then you know what? He's gone. I was looking uh. on IMDb, and he's been on like a few. No, episodes, yeah, that's what I was and saying. I never yeah. noticed him in yeah. the background there. He he's been like he hasn't. I don't know if he's had lines before, but he was in the like, background a lot. And but we haven't seen. Have we seen Joanne at all? I don't think no. we have. No, no, that was so. one of the things. Um, no. no, we haven't. We seen did her. see Gus Gus Tollway. Yeah, yeah. Red's besides that, I but. don't really remember ever seeing him. Besides that, but I was like six episodes. I have to go back and actually pay yeah. attention now, to what's going now on. Now you have to go back and pay attention to every single background actor that they have <laughs> because they might be, you know, exactly. Ariel or. <laughs> Right, like something like that. They're credited as guy number two walking across the <laughs> road, but they're really Gus Gus. Yes. No. All right. Wow. But um, g- going back to the candle, I thought it was interesting how they chose another candle because the episode where, you know, David was, uh, the, he lit um. a candle for Henry when he was having bad dreams, just the symbolism of candle light going out, life. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Mm. Maybe there's another reason. Marissa's getting deep on us yeah. over here. Look <laughs> <laughs> <Good laughs> um, So, Snow doesn't end up saving her mother. Mm. Sad. I heard you guys said at Paley Fest that everyone cried in the room. People were getting I emotional. I, I was getting a little, I was like, oh my gosh. I was so definitely <laughs> crying. Yeah. I had tears coming down my eyes, and I was so happy it was dark because then the pers- the people sitting next to me couldn't see that I was crying, and I was leaning forward so I could just wipe them away real quick. Like, oh man, yeah, just got something in my eye real quick. <laughs> I thought it was kind of weird because while you guys said that everyone at Paley Fest was crying during that situation, I felt like it was kind of funny. Like, not intentionally, and I feel like such a horrible person for saying that, but it was something was really off about that scene um, that almost made it like <laughs> I, I had the, the giggles. Second, yeah, the second time I watched it I kind of laughed too. Yeah. But the first time, I don't know if it's being in that room with everyone. So many once yeah. I was, I was oh reacting to everything in a much larger way mm-hmm. than yes. I normally Agreed. watch the episodes reacting well, with you, you guys. Every single shocker, everyone would just go, <gasps> you <laughs> yeah, heard the like audience the reaction. Whole room. <laughs> you heard people applauding when Regina walked on screen. You heard people, you know, yeah. crying and, oh my gosh. and Literally a whole room full of oncers. That's it's awesome. It's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. So uh, this whole incident with... Uh, Snow's mother dying led her to be very upset on every birthday that she's had. And this leads us back into Storybrooke, present day Storybrooke, when it is her birthday and she tells David that she doesn't want to celebrate, obviously brings up bad memories, and a gift just happens to come upon them. Um, Joanna left her the tiara that her mother gave her on that birthday. And obviously that means that Joanna is some here, somewhere in Storybrooke, even though we have not seen her once. Yeah. Which um, Charmy did bring up a good point of that, that I missed the first time, caught it the second time, that Snow had been gone because right after the curse was broken, that's when they got taken into story or fairy tale world, mm-hmm. and that you know they just got back, and it's just been one hit after another that people are. He said people are still, still trying fine. to find people because but, I guess Storybrooke is a lot bigger than we think it is. I think that's so bizarre though because they've had twenty eight years, and they are both 
they they have all their memories from those 28 years. So you would think at one point, you know, Mary Margaret would need to go out into the country of Storybrooke and like, <laughs> I don't know, it just seems weird that yeah. or or uh, Joanna would have to um, go into town for something. Because yeah. yeah. Joanna, I feel, would know more likely that Mary Margaret or Snow in this case um, is still alive, whereas Snow... I don't know if she's if she had contact with Joanna before the curse hit and everything because in the other flashbacks of Snow running from the evil queen and before she's married to David and even while she's married to David there's no mention of Joanna Joanna anywhere yeah. in there so maybe she'll come back and we'll see what happened mm-hmm. when Regina came to the castle maybe she kicked out Joanna because she was a reminder of the nice queen mm-hmm. you know I honestly think that they just created the character of Joanna for this episode. They, they needed someone to they, add a bigger element to the storyline. They tied it back really so. nicely, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, put it put the bow on very yeah, nicely, if you did. will, because um, she was in that scene where, um, I mean, she wasn't in the previous episode, but she was in that scene where um, Snow's horse takes off and when she ultimately meets Regina for the first time. So... I mean, they they had to have thought about it before tonight's mm-hmm. ep- before they wrote tonight's episode. One thing that they did talk about a lot is the prepping that they go through for for each season and the storylines and how the writers all are there in meeting in between seasons to get a definite outline of the season down before they start writing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're very prepared with everything that they do. It seems a little bit more planned out than Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Dare I say it? A um, I mean, I loved Lost, but I got lost <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, and I did. think the writers did too. Um, but I feel like they have a much better and thought out plan for Once Upon a Time, like the direction that they're going in. And that also allows you to create these twists and turns that actually makes sense mm-hmm. um not just a random polar bear in the middle of an island like yeah. but the but. thing with once upon a time is that they have more storylines that they can play off they have all these different fairy tales and yeah, yeah. folk tales um that they can play off with one thing that i thought was interesting um in the story of Snow White, we always were led to believe that she's called Snow because her skin is as pale as snow. Um, and in this, they said that she is called Snow because she was born during a very harsh winter. And that's why her mother named her Snow. Yeah, the harshest of winters. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah. So Just so a I little twist. Where, I wonder where they'll take that. I don't know. Will how. we see baby snow? <laughs> Ever or, snow. Yeah. <laughs> or they mentioned the flowers that they, Joanna was planting, they can um, thrive during harsh winters too, maybe as white as the flower. Did anyone catch the name of that flower? Because it was beautiful. No. And yeah. I wonder I if it's real. I was trying to hear I, it. As the, like, I didn't catch it the first time watching it, and I was trying to listen to it again second time and I no one mentioned it if anyone knows the name of the flower please let us know you can either tweet us we'll give out our twitter handles at the end of the show or write it on our youtube we all do look at our youtube comments Um, also I will take a second to say if you're not watching us live on afterbuzztv.com and if you're not watching us on youtube then please take a minute or if you are watching us on those two platforms um, please take a minute to go over to our itunes page type in afterbuzztv you can find our once upon 
Upon a Time podcast as well as we do like 50-something other shows a week. So if you're a fan of anything from Revenge to Honey Boo Boo to Suits, (laughs) you can go and check out all of those other podcasts as well. And then also while you're there, please just take you know, 20 seconds, rate, comment um, on our YouTube we or on our uh, iTunes because we are trying to build up from last season. Um, we, we do have a whole new panel of hosts in season two, and we just want to make sure we get higher ratings because um, they were not so nice last season to the other hosts. So um, please give us a second chance if you... Uh, watched last season i guess (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah uh and then also we will give shout outs next week to everyone who has commented Hmm? oh i was like i did print out our comments they're in the booth i'll have to get them (laughs) okay well uh we will do it next week martin be a dear can you please give us the oh he's giving us a thumbs up he's gonna grab those for us excellent okay that's what he's here for (laughs) (laughs) um so He's bringing them to us right now. There you go. Our humble servant. You can wear our tiaras anytime. <laughs> Five stars for Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you to uh, Court0624, uh, Ziva Forensic Specialist NCIS, Arwenjinja. <laughs> Sorry, I'm butchering that name. Um, A-R-W-E-N-C-J-A. Um, and Helix O and 7-N-E-N-O-O. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> um, they all rated us five stars, and we rate you five stars because you are awesome. Um, and then thank you to all of the people. Oh, there's a couple more. On uh, YouTube. One more. No, no, no. One more on iTunes, actually. Uh, Barb the Bookworm. Thank you. Um, and thank you to everyone who um, writes on our YouTube as well you guys all have great predictions and sometimes there are things that we can't catch that you guys at home catch Um, so we're going to actually start doing like a catch of the week Um, you know if you guys find something in the episode that we don't cover uh, please let us know because I feel like there are a million things every time we watch it back there's always more there's a lot Yeah. Yeah. and you guys are great I love the YouTube converta- conversations going on there, like, highlight of my weeks. Tiana's really good at responding. <laughs> I'm going to try to respond more, but I love reading all of your comments and predictions, so. Yes, and I do read everything, too. And, uh, <laughs> it, it always makes me think at the end, also, everyone else's opinions. Yeah. Um, so let's get back into tonight's episode. We're going to talk about the storyline in Storybrooke and... It starts off with Hook hitting David over the head with a, what was that, like a, a crowbar? A crowbar, yeah. Which I actually don't think that was necessary. If Hook managed to break into the building, I don't think he needed to. Like, Is that what he used to break into the building, though, a crowbar? I don't know. Like, I think if he managed to break into a building, he can manage to break into a cabinet. Yeah. Or, <laughs> what a, or a file he the thing. the key like, to get into that. Yeah. 
drawer that bad. Just, Maybe Storybrooke's one of those towns because I feel like everyone and their mom is always at the police station before the sheriff gets there. Yeah. When mm-hmm. Sheriff Graham was there, that happened. When. It's when Emma thing. was the sheriff, like, people were just always in there. So maybe the door's unlocked to the jail or something. They need, like, um, ADT <laughs> uh, to come sponsor them. Uh, I realize the <laughs> irony in that. <laughs> the iron in the crowbar. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... I feel like it's the same thing. If you feel like there are bad people in your town, like you check the backseat of your car, maybe you're a little more aware when you walk into work and you work at a jail. Yes. It just seems obvious, but maybe they're not that clever. <laughs> um, clever. Yeah. They just see the good in everyone. They don't want to see the bad. That's their problem. <laughs> and speaking of Hook and YouTube, someone, I cannot remember who it was, but someone on the YouTube conversation this week brought up the fact that Cora has adjusted to life in Storybrooke and started dressing more appropriately mm-hmm. to Storybrooke, but Hook still hasn't. Mm-hmm. So this whole episode, I was just watching a pirate walking around, and it was making me think. I was like, why hasn't he gone out and bought a pair of jeans? I mean, I like seeing him in his pirate swagger. It makes him a little <laughs> nicer to look at in a bad yeah. boy way. But I don't know. It made me think. Because girls love uh, outfit changes. They're masters of those. (laughs) And I feel like, um, isn't Hook a lot older than Korra? If you think about it. He's like hundreds of years older because uh, he went to Neverland and he just didn't age, which I need to go to Neverland. (laughs) But um, (laughs) seriously, I mean, I think that maybe he's a little bit more set in his ways. Because yeah. he's he got is, a couple hundred years on he her. He would be as old as Rumpelstiltskin. But if you think about it, pirates aren't really known for their fashion either. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, he looks good. So that's all I'll he say. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Hook steals his hook back and goes on a quest. We realize later that he heads on over to New York, which we will talk about in a bit. Um, while this is all going on, Cora and Regina are on the hunt for the dagger um, that is Rumpelstiltskin's, and Snow overhears all of it when she finds Joanna. Which mm. which for once I, I was happy because I was like, okay, they have the edge here yeah. because Cora and Regina don't know that they're going to go out and find it. And then... But she's not smart enough to use that edge. She's not smart enough to use it to her advantage. Yeah. I was like, you finally have the edge. You can get it. They don't have to know that you're even looking for it. You don't have to give them a heads up. Cora and Regina pretty much had, like, yeah, it was... I was I was kind of mad when she... Awfully thought out plan. Yeah. When it comes down to it. Let's keep a secret. They Mm -hmm. keep secrets from you. You keep a secret from them. Get the dagger. Hide it somewhere else or... Give it to Rumple. Throw it in a lake. I don't really know what you do with that thing to make sure no one finds it. But get rid of it. Can you destroy the dagger? I don't think you can. I don't think okay. so because that's the source of all. Maybe they power. should throw. They should have thrown it down the whale, the well to oh, Lake Nostos oh. to send it back into like fairy tale world or something, or send it back to where it came from. Yeah. Hmm. Or they should have just hidden it somewhere. (laughs) Um, Beneath their pillow at night. (laughs) Um, So Snow ends up trying to talk Regina out of being a bad person, which completely backfires. Regina says that awful line about, well, what would you know about mothers when Um, Snow says that her mother is only using her and is on a power trip. So 
Which is kind of true, actually. Yes. I, I still feel like Regina fell so easily into Cora's trap. Like, I, I really thought that she wouldn't do that. And she did. And she did. And she did. But Regina was in a vulnerable spot. She was by herself, alone. I can understand why she would quickly run to Cora's side. It's yeah. like you go back to your mom always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she did bring up some good points in her conversation with um, Mary Margaret as well. She said, you know, maybe she is the good one. You know, she was always the queen and that Snow put the evil there. And it makes you think about it. Um, you know, they always say that we only hear the victor side of the stories. And when she said that line, it made me think of Wicked the book and the musical because you know it's like we always hear Dorothy's side of the story and then when you read Wicked it's the Wicked Witches yeah you know her side of the story and you see that you know she wasn't quite wicked after all she had good intentions that went awry (laughs) (laughs) and you know she had a tough life and you now I watch the Wizard of Oz and I'm like oh my gosh I feel so bad for her that would be so cool if they had a Wizard of Oz episode nice now's the time to do it especially Mm -hmm. with the new movie coming out yeah that would be cool but that like seeing the other side makes us feel more for Regina haven't they alluded to that in a couple things they have they have I was gonna say they've and, alluded and like to season one. The doors, one of the mm-hmm. doors was like a Oz, yeah, thing. It'll happen one day. Season fourteen. <laughs> oh. um, I had a thought, but I'll save it. Okay. Um, so Snow and um, David enlist Mother Superior's help to find the dagger, and she can't find it in. Rumple's shop because her magic does not work. There must be some protection spell. Um, and I it was really weird how, like, she was using her wand and then her wand, like, got too hot for her to hold or something. <laughs> like, hot potato, drop it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought someone was yeah. going to, like, swoop in. I thought that's when Cora was going to swoop in and, like, and steal her wand so she wasn't able to use magic either. Yeah, that would be a good spot. Yeah. They had other plans. Um... So they end up finding the dagger in the clock tower. While they're there, right after they get the dagger, um, Regina and Cora appear from a purple, purple cloud horse. of smoke. Yeah, I will give them this. They showed up in style, like in unison, how oh, they yeah. both just appear in that purple right. smoke. And then their exit, too, with like that one-liner, and then boom, smoke comes up and they disappear. They kind of remind like, you know me what? of mean cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> they're like in sync. <laughs> Just right there. I was like, you know what? You round of applause. That was good. I was like, I'm really mad at you right now. But, that, <laughs> but you looked good while you did it. So give you credit. Yeah. It was good interest. I got it. Uh, mentioned there um, the time on the clock. It's, it looked like twelve ten, twelve fifteen. Okay, just numbers. Why can't Cora take the dagger from Snow's hand? I I was thinking the she same has thing. to drop it. She. Flicked out a gun from She's, David's hand. She, but she can't. But she can't just use her magic to, yeah, whip it out of her hand. Maybe she wanted. You know why? This is why she wanted Snow to surrender it because she was talking to her. You know, you're just going to do what your mother taught you. You're going to do the right thing, and you know she was getting yeah. in her head because I mean, like she said mm-hmm. in um, after her mom died, I'm going to make her heart black. I'm going to make her 
you know, yeah. this evil person. So she had to get her to surrender that dagger willingly instead of taking it from her. Yeah. I agree. Um, so their collateral is um, Joanna. And Regina, she she looks conflicted at points in this in this scene, right? Yeah. It she was- looks like she had to do it just to satisfy her mother. She's constantly wanting validation from someone, and yeah. right now it's only from Cora, which is unfortunate. But I, I feel like she was really conflicted during this entire scene. You could tell, um, especially when Cora started to go into detail about how she, you know, killed Snow's mother and created this entire plot to, you know, destroy their legacy and whatnot. It looked like Regina had second thoughts about doing all of this, yet she still went through with it and, you know, took out Joanna's heart and then shoved her out a window. Yeah, she definitely looked conflicted. And I loved how Cora said, almost in a, well, duh, this is why I did it, when Snow (laughs) asked her, why did you do all this? To make my daughter the queen. Duh. So nonchalant. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just like... So heartless. I mean... Duh, like, what other reason did I have to do this? And I thought at that point that Regina would remember how her mother took Daniel away from her and see how this isn't Snow's fault. Like, this all comes down to your mom being the root back to when she killed, if she hadn't killed Snow's mom, Snow wouldn't have ratted you out about your love affair with Daniel and there's just this whole line of things that would not have happened if Cora hadn't killed Snow's mom and I thought maybe Regina would think about it again and I think she is going to think about this for a while now it was just so in the moment Mm -hmm. that she, she didn't really stray from the plan but I think that she will think about this and I don't think she will stay as loyal to her mother after a while. I don't think so either, especially when Regina was figuring out that Cora was behind, you know, uh, scaring the horse, you know, that had uh, little snow on it. And, like, she's planned it from the beginning. So I think Regina's realizing everything's planned out. She really doesn't have a say in this whole game. Little snow should have used that candle on Cora. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Had she known it was Did she say she should have used it on Rumpel? I said she should have oh used God. it on Rumpel too, and then we wouldn't have had this whole mess. Vince, no it's show. So much <laughs> she, I mean, not that you want to kill your own father, but if she done it on her dad, then her dad wouldn't have had Regina to remarry. Yeah. Mm. That's kind of sad. Though. That's terrible. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> someone had to say it. Yeah. Um, even if it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> So, uh, we all knew the second that Snow handed over the dagger that they were going to throw or, you know, kill Joanna. It happens every single time. Mm -hmm. Every single time there is someone who, you know, is collateral, you know they're going to (laughs) die. And Snow, Mm -hmm. you should have known this. Very stupid. Joanna said let her go. She said, don't give... Well, that's another thing. They always say, don't listen to them. Let them kill me. And the other person always ends up surrendering, but I'm just like, Joanna was willing to die for this because they're just gonna take the dagger from you and kill her anyway. I mean, even if they... Even if they didn't kill her then, their plan is to kill everyone in Storybrooke. Like, do not see a problem with this. If If they're not killing one person now, they're gonna kill a million people or, you know, 
couple hundred people <laughs> soon. Exactly. So, well, I mean, mm-hmm. live and learn, right? Yes. Right. Uh, One day she'll do the learning part. Yeah. Right now she's living. It it <laughs> was cool to see at the very end of the episode the whole stable scene and um you know, little snows horse taking off all of that come to fruition. I feel like we already kind of knew how that whole storyline played out, but it was it was cool to see it enacted. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, no Joanna anymore. Mm. Johanna. How do you pronounce it? Um, <laughs> Martin and Back <laughs> thinks that's funny. Uh, but I do want to talk about New York City. In There's us, a lot yeah. that went on there. Um, Henry seems very welcoming to Neil all of a sudden. I mean, last episode we saw him, you know, jumping out a window to like get away <laughs> from his dad. And now he's, you know... Buddy, buddy. I think he's happy. His family's finally getting back together. They're finding each other. You know, he never really had that stable household. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he had Regina, but he didn't have a father figure. He didn't have any siblings. Or he thought so. his dad was dead. Yeah, yeah. I think he. So I think he's just welcoming everyone that yeah. could potentially have affection and love and for a family. And at this point, Neil's the only person in New York who hasn't lied to Henry. So. <laughs> well, That's his true. pizza didn't lie yeah. to him either. Yeah. His Nor, pizza doesn't lie. Yeah. That, was that was such a funny line. Pizza's delicious and cheesy and it doesn't lie. <laughs> Mom. Yeah. That was a zing. Yeah. It's like, ooh, burn. <laughs> so, um... Emma and Neil have a moment, and he kind of, or she suggests to him, if you want to spend more time with your son, your newfound son, then why don't you come back to Storybrooke with us? Um, Then you can sort everything out with your dad, too. Um, It can be a whole family, family reunion. And she's like, you don't really have a lot going on in in New York. I saw your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. But looks can be deceiving. And Neil has a fiancé. Tamara. 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 <laughs> King it. Tamara. Johanna. <laughs> Martin, I hear you laughing. I don't appreciate it. Potato, potato, um, you know. Yeah. Tamara. I don't like Tamara. her. Hope she's gone <laughs> soon, too. Uh, but it doesn't look okay. like she will be because that is his fiance. I almost, I was worried, though, that he actually had, like, a whole slew of kids or something. And that was just, like... I don't bachelor think so. pad. Have you seen his, yeah, his apartment screams single. I was like, I don't think he has kids. Yeah. But. I just thought that he was, because there's a lot of points within their New York episode where, you know, there were signs as to who Neil slash Bay could also be mm-hmm. from a fairy tale world. And so I thought he was mm-hmm. trying to come clean about maybe another realm he went to Peter before Pan. coming here and maybe Peter Pan. some Peter other Pan. things going on. It's not confirmed. But it's so it's obvious. obvious. It is obvious. I mean, if anyone thinks that it's other than Peter Pan, I mean, I feel like we, we've discussed this even before Hook was around. Yes. And, I mean, it's it from what... The, the pieces of the puzzle are adding up to be. Um, Bay spent a lot of time in Neverland. That is where he met Hook. And we don't know whether he and Hook are friends or, I mean, according to Peter Pan, they're enemies, but it seems like they kind of have a common enemy and that is the crocodile um, or Rumpelstiltskin. And 
then he somehow made his way to New York. Which also, sorry, this also kind of makes sense, Crocodile, why Rumpel would hide the dagger at the clock. Oh, TikTok. TikTok. Hook wouldn't get to it. Yeah. Because he's scared of the clock. Yeah. Because of... TikTok. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, it's all coming yeah. together in my head right it's, now. Yeah, it literally all We makes just sense finished now. like a 3,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but, then we found pieces on the floor and we realized, oh, oh there's more. Go somewhere. There's more. <laughs> it's not over yet. Yeah. Um, so, not happy that Neil has a fiance. What, is, what was that girl, um, the Indian girl from Tiger, Tiger Lily? Lily. Tiger yes, Lily. I said. Tamara Lily. That's what I said. All right. Uh, probably yeah. not, but I mean, it seems kind of weird. Like, maybe he brought someone else over from Neverland. Yeah, yeah I want to know if she's Tiger gonna... Lily's in love with Peter Pan. That makes sense. So is Wendy Darling. Um, <gasps> is Emma Wendy? Mm. I don't know. No, probably not. Because, I mean, in the movie Hook, Peter Pan ends up falling for Mora, who's Wendy's daughter. So, yeah. Emma doesn't have a daughter, but she's got a son. That would be weird. Mm, but yeah. that's his son. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> that's not going to work. That doesn't work out. Yeah, uh, that next. Work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Hook ends up stabbing Rumble, which was really unexpected for me. I mean, he just kind of, like, jumped in there, which I guess he took his pirate ship over to New York. It's hidden, obviously, because a pirate ship in New York, there'd be a lot of just a little. stories in the post about yeah. that. Um, and he ends up stag- stabbing him, not just with his hook, but with a poison. Um, and the only way for Rumble to survive is if they take this pirate ship back to Storybrooke, where there is magic that can cure him. He's on his deathbed, it looks like, and he says, Henry, this is all your fault. If you had never found your mom, then none of this would have happened. Yet that's what you wanted him to do. You're the one that created the curse Mm -hmm. so that you could find your son, and the seer told you that this little boy would be your demise, but he's also the one that helps you find your son. And Double-edged sword. And he's really your grandson. Dagger. Right. What? And he's your grandson. He is. So you can't just kill him like you said you would to the seer. He seems like he would, though. Rumpel's he was very upset. I, I think he was mostly upset because if they had just left um, from getting their pizza and gone straight to the museum, <laughs> then none then, of this would have happened. Then Hook wouldn't have been able to come in and get them. But he was like, you brought us back here. Because he wanted his camera. Yeah. So it's always life's little things can change You can't everything. blame him for that, though. No, but that, like, Rumple yelling at Henry was literally out of nowhere. We know that Henry could be his undoing, but that, how they just threw that quickly into, um, you know, the moment where Rumple's kind of dying. Yeah. I thought that was... So, random question... How do you think Neil is going to explain Emma and having a son to Tamara? Tama- Tamara. I got you messing it up now. <laughs> Tamara. Tamara. Um, that'll be an interesting story. Uh, but if, if she's not Tiger Lily, yes. he is going to have a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, I was just going to say, if 
Tamara is Tiger Lily, she'd be more accepting. I think she would understand. I mean, probably not about the sun thing, but about the magic world. Magic, how they're all intertwined. I think she'd be more receptive to. I feel like if you're going to marry someone, if they're a civilian in New York, how do you not tell them, like, I'm 400 years old and my father is Rumpelstiltskin? Like, well, before he got that postcard saying that the curse was broken, he probably never thought he'd have to. Mm hmm explain it, but that makes me think because he wanted to know when he could go back for Emma. Mm -hmm. So if you had in your mind back then that, like, you want this woman, what changed now that you have the fiancé? It's just time. I mean, you moved on, but you also know that you still have a spot in your heart for this person over here, too, so. I think think this girl has got to be something. But maybe he doesn't even know if she's, like, a magical person. You have person. to. But another question. If... He didn't know that Emma was. If Neil went to Storybrooke for a couple hundreds of years, and the curse in Storybrooke you was... You mean only, uh, or, Neverland? Or, yeah, Neverland, sorry. And the curse in Storybrooke was only for 28 years, how would that match up in the time? He Wait. He wasn't affected by the curse. No. Because he was in... Well... He was in Neverland. Like, he was in Neverland, he was but for on, a couple hundreds of years. Because time... Yeah, yeah time has stopped in Neverland, and then... But it's still he, going in the other realms. Yeah, so, so it's still confusing. going in the other realms, and then he went to New York at some point, met Emma, and then time started again for him. So... Hmm. Okay. What He would have been around, like, mid-20s or something when he went to... Yeah. I, I think one of the theories I've read online or is just probably that younger. he was he Peter Pan, and maybe when the cursed hit Storybrooke, maybe Peter was, like, on this side of the portal between Neverland and here in real world, and that um, he couldn't get back to Neverland because of the curse, blocking him out, and that's when he started to age. That I mean, that here, would make that sense, would yeah. He was around... What, was he, like, 13 or 14 when yeah, he got separated he was, from his dad, and then... He went to Neverland before the curse got enacted. Yeah. That's one of the theories yeah. I'm hearing. That, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And then he just started aging once he got to mm-hmm. New York or wherever mm-hmm. he landed. Um, so, I hope this fiancé thing doesn't work out, but maybe she can, <laughs> maybe she can like... Be like, hey, well, I've been flirting with other guys since you've been gone, so <laughs> other guys want me. Um. <laughs> You're not the only one who wants me, Neil. I got exactly. other prospects. Exactly. It is a very messed up family situation, though. Oh gosh, yeah. And they mentioned the crazy family tree. <laughs> Did you see it online? No, oh, I forgot. To, uh, I no. I forget what I was looking at, but someone had like a picture on Twitter, and it had the family tree really out for you, like starting from Henry down here, and then it branched upwards to show the. I'll find it. I'll send it to you, and maybe we can get it up here. Like, yeah, next tweet week it or out. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah tweet, tweet it out, out, and then we'll get it on our show next week. Um, so I want to hear all about Paley Fest. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Yay! Go. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start with the cast of this show is just amazing. They're funny. They're And they look relaxed. exactly what they what you they're think they look so like. They're all so attractive. Yeah. They're yeah, all like, attractive. They, they just, all look the, like what they're supposed to look yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> they're having a good time just with their little jokes and everything. And they were very 
You could tell it's still just humbled by the fan mm-hmm. response because I was talking to some people, and I guess last year, it wasn't a very full panel. It was their first season, and they were just saying from last year to this year, this place was completely sold out, mm-hmm. and it was amazing to look at. I mean, at. this is like a water cooler show. Like, yeah. everyone is talking about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So some of the spoilers and whatnot from the um, festival, yeah. uh, they started That's talking good. about some hook action and what we might see from him in Storybrooke, possible love interests or whatnot. Um, Eddie, one of the creators, said he wouldn't mind seeing a love triangle between Neil, Emma, and Hook. It would be interesting to see Mary Margaret and David's reaction to this, and also the fact that Hook was a love interest for Mila, who's Henry's grandma (laughs) at this point. But then he also has an attraction to... Emma and there he even flirted with Snow a little bit there too. So it's just this is putting <laughs> days of our lives to shame, it really to is. shame. So that was I thought that was kind of cool um, when they broke that down. Um, they talked about an upcoming episode. Welcome to Storybrooke. Told us basically what we're going to see in this episode. It's based in nineteen. Spoilers, oh. spoilers, spoilers. This spoilers. is yes. definitely a spoiler. Don't spoiler don't alert. listen. Spoiler alert. It's going to be set in 1983 when they all first get to Storybrooke from the curse. It's the first week of the curse. So you'll see them trying to react or Regina trying to sort through like her victory and trying to adapt to this world with clothing and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, Sheriff Graham will be back in this episode. Yes! So we will see him. And also, we talked about him a lot tonight, Billy the Mechanic, Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Oh, he'll be back too. We will see Gus Gus in this episode. Um, I wasn't sure if this part was part of this episode or another one, but they did say that, um, you know, Pinocchio did kind of disappear as a wooden boy. So we will, this season, find out what happened to Pinocchio. I, I didn't catch if that was happening in Welcome to Storybrooke okay. or yeah. another episode. He is wandering around. He is wandering somewhere. around somewhere. So we haven't forgot about him. Um, there's a lot of rumors going around right now about ABC doing a spinoff show with the Mad Hatter and, have, and that they were going to recast Sebastian Stan's role because he's too busy Blasphemy. to do it. That's like the internet rumors. Will they? I, I don't think that could work. That's they, a, I mean, well, Addie and uh, Adam and Eddie straight up shut that down. They're right. like, look, yeah. we are Sebastian Stan's biggest fans. We love him. We would never recast him. He's too busy to be on our show right now. So we honestly don't know when we'll be seeing the Mad Hatter again. But we do not plan to recast anyone ever. So I was very excited to hear that because there's a lot of rumors about this new show and being recast. I was like, you can't do that. That just doesn't make sense. Um, What else did we hear about? Oh, um, the episode Lacey is going going to be a very heavy Belle episode. And they just said that we'll see a new side to Belle. It was kind of like when David... Yeah, they said the complete opposite of what Belle is. They called her Racy Lacey. Maybe her with Gaston before. Maybe. Before he was turned into a rose. Yeah. I mean, like, if you think back to Beauty and the Beast was one of my favorite Disney movies growing up. (laughs) And there were those, 
fun fact. It was the first Disney movie to show uh, cleavage, actually. Oh, I girls. believe it. Those three blonde yeah, girls. Yeah, those three blonde yeah. girls. So maybe Belle was like a three blonde a girl, wanted to, you know, get away from her books for a little bit and show kind some boobage. Crazy. Yeah, well, they um, said that... Um, it was kind of rem- reminiscent of when David woke up from his coma and didn't know who he was, and then all of a sudden his storybook character shined through. All of a sudden he remembered that whole thing. They said that's what this will kind of be like for Belle. So hmm. that'll be interesting. They also teased that um, we will visit a new realm in this season. We will Have be we introduced been in to. Yet? No. no. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what Just we're thinking too. Right we know that's what we're is. thinking too. Um, and then for everyone who was wondering what the cast was tweeting about with the bowl of soup, I suggest you go watch the live stream of the whole panel because Robert Carlyle <laughs> tells the story of the what happened with the bowl of soup and the origin, the of, the origin story. of the story. Can you give us a Spark Notes version real quick? Uh, there is no spark notes to it. It's, <laughs> it's kind of a long story. Yeah. It has to do with one of his friends and someone yelling at him like he was the soup Nazi or something. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Watch it. Robert did not want to tell the story. <laughs> no, he told the common, or the moderator beforehand that he was not going to tell the yeah. story. And but if you we, guys, we all kind of begged it. If you don't know what's going on, a lot of the cast was tweeting out that, what was it? It's like, you a are bowl a bowl of, of soup. soup. Yeah. They were just calling each other a bowl of soup and it, became this whole thing where everyone wanted to know what it was but no one was saying. Thought it had something to do with the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the biggest 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 spoiler. Spoiler. Big spoiler. Big spoiler. The finale. Finale. Two Two episodes. Two part finale. Part one titled Second Star to the Right. (gasps) Can you say in the second one? In the second one Straight On Till Morning. Which is oh, a huge Peter Pan reference huge. right there. So that will be episodes Jimmy 21 Cricket and 22. Going to Neverland. And I think that's about everything. Crazy. But oh my honestly, goodness. guys. He knows you, Archie. Neil knows Archie. Archie Hopper, right? Jimmy, Jiminy Cricket? He's not in Peter Pan. Wasn't he? Jiminy Cricket? Jimmy Cricket's that's Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Oh, Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing storylines. What's going on? Sorry. But I would honestly suggest for everyone to go online because I'm not sure if the video is up tonight or I know they said it'll be on video demand tomorrow. Watch this whole Q&A and it's just great. I can't even explain how awesome it was. Like the little bits that they shared. They talked about how Snow's character, like we're going to see a difference in her because after this week, you know, she wants to kill Korra. I mean, she's in a dark place right now and so they Which talk is, about that and yeah. just a lot of little things that you can pick up on a lot of character development and how they write their seasons and everything it was a great great thing to be a part of and to listen to and to see them that yes they were very humble and just like embracing all the fans and yeah. they were so so nice and so yeah. that like you can see the chemistry between all of them like they all genuinely enjoy each other's presence and Lana Perea is more cooler than I thought oh my gosh person. she's amazing she's freaking awesome <laughs> I mean like, I always dude. liked her but I know after what'd today, she do her personality she just she funny just yeah shone, like very down to earth and just like, and you guys met one of the writers didn't you yes <laughs> <laughs> yes we did I met Jane Espenson big producer 
and writer for Once Upon a Time, but I knew her from Buffy. That's where she, I knew. Buffy like, yes, um, yeah. Buffy is my ultimate favorite <laughs> show. So I, I kind of had like a little geek moment with her, like big fan, and she got her autograph, and she seems so nice. Yeah, she was awesome. really nice. Yeah, she was really so. cool. Um, I, yeah, she was just awesome. Yeah. And the and the cast stuck around for like thirty or forty minutes. They were just on the stage trying to sign items for Anything everyone. Everything. Unfortunately, they did have to get back to Canada because they have a five a.m. call time tomorrow. Tomorrow. To shoot. So a lot oh of them gosh. had to rush out of there. How long did the entire event last? It was. It started at one p.m. Right. Started at one. We watched the episode and then the little screener for next week. So that was probably like fifty minutes. No commercials. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. A girl um, can get spoiled watching probably TV like, like that. <laughs> probably about two, two hours. Two and a half, two maybe. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It, really, it, it was it, enough, long enough to get a lot of good juice. Yeah. And hopefully they'll be invited back next year. And I'm if sure you weren't there be. this year, definitely go check it out, guys. It was it changed my life forever. And so where yeah. can people see this whole thing? Um, I, I believe PaleyFest. PaleyFest.com. Um, okay. Com. Yeah. Well, bing it. And I'm yeah. sure it'll be on YouTube as well. And Hulu Plus also. Hulu Plus was a big sponsor for all of the PaleyFest. Um, I know Dick's interviews, one-on-one questions will be available on Hulu tomorrow. Perfect. Okay. Well, that concludes our special segment then. Let's move on to news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Um, that was about all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. Jennifer Goodwin was at the Oscar after party, I think, and she looked looked, awesome. She looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She had a blue dress on, I think. Yeah. 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 There's your news and gossip. gossip. We just combined it with the Paley Fest. Yes. Um, so predictions. I know you guys can't make too many predictions. I think we said most of ours already. But, um, yeah. Yeah, because we didn't get to see the, on next, the preview for next week. We just went straight into the episode. So I didn't hear the part about someone perishing. Who's going to perish? I don't think it'll be Rumple. No. It would be too obvious because he is the one who's already sick, so it's kind of set up to look like he might perish. Yeah. But they didn't really show anyone in the clips, you know, so it could be it could be anyone. Does, does perish by definition mean that they'll die? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or they'll just kind or, of crumble yeah. into like pieces like a heart, like when you crush yeah. the heart and the flakes fall down. I'm just trying to think like was that a twist on something and they won't actually perish like expire like yeah perish usually means that like there's an end to it yeah i hope it's cora (laughs) i hope it's cora too (laughs) i doubt it will be cora but i really they said it's one of their own yeah one of their own so it it has to be a good person maybe the blue fairy i mean maybe one of the maybe one of the dwarves maybe one of the dwarves i don't think it'll be one of the could it be lead, red? Lead I mean, I think it'll be one of the. We saw Graham gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he's making some comebacks here and there, but it it could be anyone. I mean, I don't think it'll be Snow or David. I hate to say this. Don't say Henry. I hate to say this. <laughs> no, can't be. But I mean, Rumpel said that he's gonna kill Henry. That's true. 
Henry dies He's again. Been so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh. at this point you can't fake kill Henry again, so he either has to actually be dead or yeah. it's someone else. I can't think of who. Who else? Who else? Red. But for predictions, um, well, we speculated Neverland. I, and I was telling Tiana this when we were coming back from the Paleo Fest, um, if it is Neverland, I think they're going to go there and get stuck again in another world. As much as that would suck, I think that would happen. Mm -hmm. I want to see Neil steer this pirate ship next episode. If we ev- if we even see it, they might just arrive in Storybrooke. But yeah, you might see it. I think it'd be cool. Is uh, he going to take his girlfriend, his fiance, back with him to Storybrooke? I mean, he's going to go to Storybrooke. He's the only one that can sail the ship. I don't know if she will come. It didn't right look away. like she was on the ship. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if she'll come right away, but I know that she will. I predict that she will be around just because I remember when they were casting for her character and it was it has to be more than just that two seconds that she was in this episode. It has to be something more. So Grr. I'm going to predict <laughs> that Emma and her have a little squabble over Neil because like like Mr. Gold said to Emma in New York, he can tell that she wants a second chance with him. I think Neil could even feel that and that's why he kept trying to tell her mm-hmm. about he didn't try very hard all I, night, I you, actually but. think that this might expedite the process for Emma and Neil getting back together because you know if if like your boyfriend or whoever someone that you care about does something awful to you and then you realize that they have like someone else that they could potentially go to if you shun them uh-huh. you're like wait 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 come back <laughs> <laughs> oh I have one Jennifer Goodwin at the um, panel said she wants to see when Neil gets to Storybrooke, David's reaction to finding out that he's the reason that um, Emma went to jail. Actually, Jennifer Morrison said that. So I want to yeah, see she, she the reaction <laughs> of Dad, Papa, Papa Charming, getting all parental in like, honor of his daughter. Like, you you knocked her up. You left her to rot in a jail. Explain yourself. You know, and he'll be like, "It was all for you guys. You you do realize that, right?" <laughs> yeah, but I, but I want to see Papa Charming come out because I love those moments when they, they try to be parental. they try to be parental for her. So mm-hmm. that's my prediction that we'll see I, a little Papa Charming. I really don't understand why August couldn't have said, "Neil, stay with her. Tell her that you're." Peter Pan and tell her that she needs to go back to Storybrooke in, you know, realize her couple years. <laughs> Duh. Mm. Duh. I mean, why do you think it's the easy way? <laughs> There's always definitely more not. Then it, would, it wouldn't be once upon a time yes. if they went the easy way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that concludes tonight's after show. So if anyone wants to continue the conversation, if we missed anything, um, if you guys have your own predictions, if you want to hear more about Paley Fest from Tiana and Marissa, (laughs) then definitely make sure to tweet them. Where can they find you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at at TweetT22. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TV. And you can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. You can find all of us here on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. And 
guess that's it. Yeah. Until next week. Until next week. The Miller's Daughter. The Miller's Daughter. Rose McGowan. We will see you next Sunday. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.